So I heard God laughing by Hafiz. Laughter. What is laughter? What is laughter? It is God waking up. Oh, it is God waking up. It is the sun poking its sweet head out from behind a cloud. You have been carrying so, so long, unveiling your eyes and your heart with. It is the light breaking ground for a great structure that is your real body, called truth. It is happiness applauding itself and then taking flight to embrace everyone and everything in this world. Laughter is the pole star held in the sky by our beloved, who eternally says, Yes, dear one, come this way. Come this way. Move toward me and love. Come with your tender mouths moving, your beautiful tongues conducting songs, and your movements, your magic movements of hands and feet and glands and cells dancing. Know that to God's eyes all movements are a wondrous laugh, and music such, exquisite wild music. Oh, what is laughter, Hafiz? What is the precious love and laughter budding in our hearts? It is the glorious sound of a soul waking up. Oh, nice. So wake up, Hafiz says. <laughs> what was that look? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little bit of a headache today so it's interesting to work with the headache and pass the headache into that flow of spirit and but I'm going to of course attempt to do that it is possible <laughs> so I want to share a little bit um, I know most well, all of us here um, have been walking this pathway to some degree or another, whether initiated or not initiated, that we're familiar with this. And I know once it gets up on the website, there may be somebody new listening to it or others as well. And I'm, I'm saying that ahead of time because I know a lot of what I'm going to share really is going to apply to other people listening to this at a later time as well. Um, one of the things that's been coming up in conversation um, that Jim, Jim and I always have our coffee talks as we share in the morning, often of our inner experience and our sharing with one another, but also what is unfolding not only inwardly for ourselves, but also with the ILM community or the initiates and those really seeking and walking this pathway. And there's been a few interesting conversations over the last several months, even last couple of years and all that. And part of that has been both the wonderful, joyful process of many people who've been walking this pathway really beginning to have more awakening and knowing their own inner experience to the truth of who you are as the divine. And also with and combined and mixed up in all that as well, there's those of us who've also been having the fantasies or the imagination we've been doing that and in a sense misleading ourselves. We've been wanting it to be in inner experience, but it's just been our imagination doing that. And it's important to pay attention. There's nothing wrong with any of it. Even if we find ourselves caught up in our fantasies or ideas of what this inner pathway is, 
and what we even create in our own imagination or may begin to live out, even telling other people, oh, this and that's going on and this and whatever, whether it's true or not true, it's all part of our own learning and growing. And that makes it all okay. But for those of us that are really walking this journey for greater awakening to the truth of the divine and not the imagination, we need to ever be watchful of our own walk, of our own talk, of our own experience, to really pay attention and to look and to listen to ourselves, but also even those around us. So feedback's important, but feedback's not always going to give us the direct truth. It's going to be just a reflection. So ultimately, we always have to come back inside. But there is this dance and this play that we go through. And in these classes, Jim and I try to kind of point the way to give clues or signposts that we may begin to recognize when we really are having that greater true inner experience. Some of us call it confirmation or validation. But what is that really? It's really just an affirmation from a trusted source outside of ourselves of our own inner experience to let us know, hey, are we really on target? Are we really walking this pathway in having that greater inner awakening and not just living some fantasy that we hope to be true? I hope this is making sense in what I'm saying. That's why we allow time for Q&A and a lot of other events we do, as well as the sharings here. And that's part of that giving and receiving to begin to understand us in greater ways. But part of this journey, do understand, as we awaken to that greater truth of the divine, that in that journey, we're going to be walking through not only this physical world, of course, but the imaginational world, the emotional world, the mental world, the unconscious world, before we awaken to the fullness of who we are in the soul realm. And that can take many years Please be aware of that. Be aware of that. We all want it right now. I still want it right now. I always wanted it right now. And in truth, it happens right now. In truth, it is right now. But there is also this journey of nowness through time and space. And so on this journey of time and space, things just take some time. So give yourself the space that it often takes. I know some people who walk maybe just a couple years and think they're already in the soul realm and fully awake. And guess what? They are. But it's the soul level of the astral realm. And they mislead themselves by saying, I've woken up to the soul realm. And that's okay. Like I said, we have our fantasies. And if you're going to have a fantasy, that's a good fantasy to have because why not focus on what you want, right? So that's a nice one to have. The only problem is if you believe it to be so and it's not true, this is where you can create a discord or a separation within your own consciousness that eventually begins to cause some inner turmoil or disturbance. And then we begin to wonder why this can be challenging, walking this journey. It's challenging enough just the time it takes. But then the things we do with the inner journey inside of ourselves can kind of compound the challenge. That's why often 
You'll hear Jim and I always talk about keeping things simple and practical and just focus on loving. Don't get caught up in the details or trying to figure things out or look for the psychic phenomena. That's where we get ourselves into trouble. Because often we'll look for the phenomena or we'll look for our own inner awareness or intuition and then our imagination, guess what? Well, our imagination wants to give us everything we want. So if we want the soul realm, all right, here you go. You got the soul realm. You want to be a fully awakened soul? All right, you're a fully awakened soul. Our imagination will give us exactly what we want, whether it's true or not true. Ultimately, it's true. But on the journey, we're going to go through a lot of partial truths in awakening to the full truth. And in the way I'm referring to this, this awakening to the full truth, is where we, the soul, truly awaken in the soul realm and know it. And here's one of the keys that Jim and I always share so you don't play games on yourself. We always say when you truly awaken there, there will be no question, wonder, doubt about it. Because it is as real, it's actually more real, than what this appears us here having conversation with one another in this world. It is more real than that. There's no way you can miss that, just like you're listening here to the talk. You're hearing, you're here, you're present. You're watching, you're listening, you're participating, you're aware of it. So you go, well, yeah, of course I heard the talk. Of course I hear you right now. Yeah, that's going on. So is this an intuitive experience? No, it's very direct. It's a direct experience. And you know this is going on. It is the same thing spiritually. It's important to pay attention to that on this pathway, that it is a direct experience so that you know the truth by the direct experience, not by a hunch, ooh, my gut tells me it is, or an intuitive sensing, yeah, it feels like it, or a psychic phenomena, yeah, a little angel told me so. Well, if somebody else has to tell you, it isn't so. Does that make sense? So it's not a hunch. It's not an intuitive sensing. It's not because somebody told you so. It is only because it is so, because you have directly experienced it face to face. So be aware of that on this journey and walking this pathway. Am I saying it's not important to listen to your hunches or intuition? Not at all. I do that all the time. But I look at it as I live my physical life, as my inner intuition and guidance to assist me in walking through this world. But what do I look to? I look to the loving. I don't look for the answers or information. I look to the loving. And as long as I keep myself in alignment with the loving, I find the loving will bring me through the world so that which I am to experience here is perfect. But that's for the world. I don't look to spirit to have an intuitive sense of what inner experience I'm having on another realm. 
I don't go by an intuitive sense of like, oh yes, this took place. I saw the face of God because my intuition told me so. Uh Uh-uh. When you see the face of God, you see the face of God. There's no intuition there. To give you another example, I remember the first couple years I was... I was just starting on this pathway, but those first few years, I read and participated in all kinds of different spiritual groups, metaphysical and psychic phenomena. I was all over the place, and boy, was it a good time. I used to call it the good old days, because the first few years when I started meditating, it just all opened up. I had lots of experience, both in body and out of body, just all of it. And I remember at one point in the journey, because I was having so many things going on, I started to have this in-body experience where I'd feel this flow of energy. And at one point, it felt like Jesus the Christ energy. And after a few months of this unfolding, at one point, I started to believe that I was the reincarnation of Jesus. I did. I believed it. But I never had any out-of-body experience. I never had any direct experience, even in-body, to confirm that, to have that revealed to me by God directly or by my own soul or another inner teacher or anybody. I had none of that. It was all my own intuitive whatever. And so I started to believe into it. So what was I doing? I was starting to live a fantasy And who knows, maybe it could have been true. I didn't know, but I thought I was. So I believed that for a little while. until. But inside me all the time, even when I thought I was, there's always this little question mark, this little wonder, is that true? Am I really? So guess what I did? I went to somebody I trusted who had clairvoyant vision and awareness, that I'd seen enough to see this person was real. I went to them and asked them. Well, right there's a giveaway. One, I had to ask. I had to ask. Right there's the giveaway. That's saying we don't really know. This is not a path of not knowing. This is a path of direct experience so that we know that we know. So I went to this person and asked, and they said, no, you're not. And inside of me, I went, ah, I was actually relieved rather than upset. I was actually relieved because there was some part of me that wasn't really sure if I knew that was true. So when I heard somebody say, no, you're not, that's not who you were in another lifetime, I was kind of relieved. Like, okay, I can let this go now. And it was just my imagination. I may not fully understand it, but it's just what was going on at the time. So it was a good experience. But I almost had a couple other people along the way believing me as I was believing it myself. I was kind of hinting that direction with people and I didn't want to say that. But then somebody was so picking up on the energy, they actually asked me. And I actually said, I believe so. Well, luckily I was smart enough to later go back and let them know, no, that's not so. But I know a lot of people parading around this world with such storylines as I was beginning to do that really believe it is so. And sometimes it is so. I'm not saying it's not. But even if it is so, 
Is there any reason why we need to parade such things? Because it is often the ego needing attention or acknowledgement. And it often has something to do with the past. Don't you know who I was? That means that's who I am, right? It's still the personality in ego. Nothing against Jesus. That was just simply the name of that personality and ego structure at the time, embodying the soul. Not, he's not, Jesus hasn't been Jesus for 2,000 years. Believe me, I know from my own inner experience, directly, not an intuitive hunch, I know the truth of who that soul is and is today. I know that from my own inner experience. But I also understand this journey that often, as we are looking to awaken to the divine of who we are, we often will look at the past. And so we'll make stories up. Or our imagination will feed us stories or something we read in a book or watched in a movie. All of a sudden we'll take that and begin to make it something to make it real. Because somehow making it real begins to give us some type of importance or specialness to give us value. But unfortunately, when we take it from outside of ourselves, it is a false value. There's no truth to anything we take from outside to try to build ourselves up to make us feel better about ourselves. Is that why we do these things? Yes. We will often look outside of ourselves to bring to us something to build ourselves up so we feel better about ourselves. But what is that truly a sign of? It is simply letting us know that maybe we could love ourselves a little bit more. It always comes back to that self-loving, to fill ourselves with loving so that we don't need to go to the past, that we don't need to go to the future for that matter, to try to make something up or have a wonderful dream, a purpose in life we're going to move towards because that gives us value. Why can't we just have all the value we need right here, right now, and just ourselves, the soul? There's the 100%. The soul is the fulfillment. Oh, the name of that new CD, Fulfillment of the Soul. Boy, this is a good promo. <laughs> but that's what we're talking about. The fulfillment of the soul. Our fulfillment is really living and awakening to simply the soul that we are. And that has nothing to do with the past of who we are, were, as a name or a body, as a personality, or the future of who we may become as a body, as a personality, as an ego structure. But who we are as the divine. That's the fulfillment. All the value, all the self-worth, all the confidence, all the esteem, all the knowing, everything is already present within the self that is the soul. So it's quite a maze and a journey, not only this lifetime, finding a way through this physical world, but man, once you start 
to go beyond the physical and even just into that first realm of the astral, the imagination, the journey we go through of all the past, present, and future of who we thought we were, who we wanted to be, and who we will be and all that for self-importance and self-value. It's all the illusion. But as we hook into that and try to build this around ourselves, we begin to live that illusion, which creates the separation in our own consciousness, which creates the turmoil, the disturbance, which makes life hard. So, we're going to do all this stuff anyway, people. That's why I'm sharing you my own stories. I was pretty woo-woo and out there, but they were good experiences. Thank God I had a teacher of sound and light from the very beginning to give me direction and help me stay on course, focused, and connected. Connected to that true source from which we all come. That light and sound, this pathway, this pathway of loving. God's loving, that Holy Spirit that awakens us to that truth of who we are. So now I'll share a little story to continue on with the story shared of who I thought I was and now found out I wasn't. And I'm not, just for the record. <laughs> and I do know who I was in many lifetimes. But you know what I know now? Who cares? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I don't care anymore. I used to care a lot. Attachment. But then we work through our attachments and let it go to come present. Because eventually we realize, like I've just been sharing, one, the game we play on ourselves, building ourselves up because something inside of us doesn't see our own self-value. But then when we wake up and discover the greater truth and live that loving, there's no need for all the other. And then we realize even some of the truth and the fantasy. So what I realized years later, once I really did wake up to the truth of who I am as a soul, what do we sometimes call that? The Christ, the awakened soul. Not Jesus the Christ. The Christ is the awakened soul. So guess what I realized years later after who I thought I was? Well, it wasn't Jesus the Christ that I was. I was the Christ, the soul. And so I realized what was happening at the time that as I was moving through the realm of imagination, the astral realm, when I thought I was Jesus the Christ, what was I doing? I was awakening to the Christ consciousness of who I am on the soul level of the astral realm. Make sense now? So I was lining up and coming into the awakening of the soul of who I am, but on the astral realm. So I had the truth, but it was all still covered in imagination. So I was awakening to the truth, but it still had all this imagination wrapped around it. So I go, oh, okay. So it was a true experience I was waking up to. I just happened to get a little caught up in the personality of it all. And this is what our imaginations do. It's okay. But be careful because you can make your life harder when you start living all the imagination around the truth. Go to the core of the truth of what is in there 
and let go of all the imagination. And know the truth is that you are waking up, but a level and a realm at a time. I like to often say the road to illumination is filled with many enlightenments. So these are all the little enlightenments that we awaken on and into that greater illumination. Because guess what? That's just the astral realm, the realm of imagination. So once you awaken beyond that, you go into the causal realm, well, then you get to journey through the emotions. But then all of a sudden you awaken to the soul level, the causal realm, and all of a sudden there's that greater light of loving and even the golden white light. Because you know, you hear us say, oh, the golden white light, that's often the soul and the spirit. So if we see that, we often think, oh, I've made it. I'm awake. Well, you are. But maybe only on that realm. Maybe not all the way in the realms of spirit. But remember, that golden white light that is the spirit of God and who we are exists in every realm of creation. Otherwise, we wouldn't be alive. So that golden white light is right here in the body at the seat of the soul and at the top of every single realm. Right here at the seat of the soul is the top of the physical realm. Right here. That's why we focus in meditation at the spiritualized center because that's where... It is. And so we do the same in the astral realm, the same in the causal. In every single realm, there's a soul level and we will awaken to the soul that we are and see that greater light through every realm until we awaken to the fullness of it in the soul realm itself. And that's where I was saying this can take years. There's no general timeline for any one of us. But if I were to say there were... I would say give yourself at least 8 to 12 years to wake up fully to the soul realm and more. And if you do it in less than that, excellent. And at the same time, don't now take this, what I just said, and make it a timeline. Because I know we'll do that. Well, it hasn't been 8 years yet. It's only been 6, so I guess I'm not there yet. God, what am I going to do for the next 2 years? Getting bored here. Golly, it's 13 years now, and I'm still not awake. What's wrong with me? You see what I'm saying? Don't do that. I'm only saying what I'm saying right now so that you have something inside of you to say, hey, this takes time, not forever, but also it doesn't happen in just a few months or even a couple years, but that it takes some time. But as you... Live the loving every single day, moment by moment. In that is where you walk through all these realms of reflection and illusion to awaken into that fullness of the truth. Rather than just a part of it, you get it all. And you will. And hey, you don't even have to be patient. You can be as impatient as you want. It's just going to take the time that it's going to take anyway. Whether you're patient or impatient. That's why that's a joke for me now about this whole thing about being patient. I'm not usually very patient. I've learned to be patient over the years because I realize I can't control it or speed it up. It's going to happen when it's going to happen anyway. So I might as well make it a little easier in myself and maybe not get so anxious and create this tension that comes with impatience. But we'll each learn in our own way. So all I'm trying to do today is maybe share a few things to pay attention to so maybe you might be able to walk this and make it a little bit easier 
And maybe not have to put yourself through some of the turmoil that comes with the games and fantasies. But sometimes, most of the time, that's what we're going to do anyway. But hopefully in hearing this, you might be able to begin to recognize when you're really kind of caught in your own little game or fantasy or when you're really living that spirit of loving. And when you are, you'll know. You know the peace that comes with it. You know the inner light that comes with it. You know that. Each of us knows that. Even if we don't think we do, we do know it. Sometimes we just haven't acknowledged it. But that's why I keep sharing about the purple, the blue, the golden white, the peace, the joy, so that we can recognize that and start to acknowledge it for ourselves. And then it can grow. And we'll know it more and more fully. And not have to walk through at least too much the disturbance of the journey. So, as you live your life in this world physically, go ahead and follow your intuition. But let your intuition be loving, so let the loving lead you. But when it comes to the inner journey through the different realms, beyond the physical, do not go by your intuition. Go by your direct experience so you do not play a game on yourself and mislead yourself and then parade it on everybody else. Because the problem is when you parade it on everybody else, well, not only do you have your own stuff to deal with, now you've got all this other stuff to deal with everybody else that you led them to believe something to be. And that's all right. It's just called karma. More lessons. Nothing wrong with that. There's not. So don't even make that wrong. It's just a little more work, but that's how we learn.